my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life, and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Father, thank you that we are able to gather together today. Thank you that we have students who are willing to serve and lead us in this worship this morning. Father, as we open up your word, help us to learn something new about you and to apply it to our lives. Father, I ask that you are with me as I am teaching and that you use the words that I say and that these words that I say can be of you. And if they are of you, that they will be used and remembered. And if they're not of you, I ask that they will be quickly forgotten. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Uh, it is good to be with you today. If you don't know me, I am Matt. I'm the pastor of students and young adults here at Freedoms. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, it is a joy to be able to serve uh, into uh, these students and be able to see these students serve this morning. Now, this morning, we're going to actually pause our Acts series, and we are going to be uh, in the book of Proverbs. We'll resume the Acts series next week, but uh, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. But before we start and open up to the, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, I want to share a quick story with you. Now, there was once a uh, ship captain who was navigating the seas at night, and he saw a light in the distance. So he told his signalman, he said, hey, send a message to that, to, to that ship, to that uh, ship in the distance. He said, alter your course 10 degrees south. Quickly, uh, there was a reply, and the reply was, alter your course 10 degrees north. The captain was a little annoyed, so he's like, all right, send another message. The message is, alter your course 10 degrees south, I am a captain. And the reply he got was, alter your course 10 degrees north, I am third class Jones. Now at this point, the captain is really irritated. He's like, this, this, this is not, they're not, my message isn't getting across here. So he sends another message. It says, alter your course 10, de or 10 degrees south, I am a battleship. And the reply he got was, alter your course 10 degrees north, I am a lighthouse. <laughs> so, yeah. Now today, as we are opening up scripture, we are going to see that we are called to get out of our own way and seek God's direction. Sometimes we may think that we know best, but ultimately we serve a God who has the whole picture when we may only have part of it. The ship captain thought that he knew what was going on, but that man in the lighthouse had a better idea. He knew what would happen if that battleship continued on its course, and it wasn't going to be good for that ship. Just a little bit ago, we recognized some students who are going to be graduating from high school, and for them, this is an exciting time. It's a time of change. It's a time of new adventures, new beginnings. And also, it may be a little bit scary, as these new adventures can be daunting. There are a lot of changes that are going to be happening for many of them. Now, this passage we are going to be talking about applies specifically to them and these changes that are going to be happening in their lives, but it also is important for us to know as well as we, it is important that we know what is guiding us and where to look for that guidance. Are we looking to ourselves or are we looking towards God? Who is directing? 
Today we're going to see that we must try to stop directing our own lives and seek God's direction. So with that, will you please open up to Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Elena just a little bit ago read uh, the first couple uh, verses in that uh, passage, but we're going to look specifically at uh, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 today. That's going to be our passage. So Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. You're going to be going through this passage today and look at two parts of the passage, right? There's two parts. The first part that we're going to look at is trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So question, what does it mean to trust in the Lord? Well, it means to not lean on your own understanding, all right? Now, our culture today actually tells us the opposite of this. Nobody should tell you what is right or wrong, right? Our culture says kind of do what is right in your own eyes. Lean on yourself. Trust yourself. That sounds great, and that kind of makes sense to us, right? We're like, yeah, I, I, know, I know what I'm doing, but there's, one, there's an issue with that. Think about it. how many of you today, you look at yourself today, and you think back to, you know, 10 years ago. Would that version of you 10 years ago, did they know everything? They didn't know everything, right? We, we are continually learning. David said he did, but I don't know. Now, I know for myself that this is true. I am 30 years old now, right? Just recently turned 30. And when I look back on my 20-year-old self, I kind of cringe. I think, ooh, that Matt didn't know what he was doing. That Matt made some really dumb decisions. That Matt didn't know what was going on. And when I think about when I was 20, I would look back on my 15-year-old self, and I'd kind of cringe. And I'd say, ooh, that Matt made some really dumb decisions. That Matt didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what was going on. And what am I going to do when I turn 40? I'm probably going to look back on my 30-year-old self, and I'm going to kind of cringe. I'm going to say, that Matt didn't know what he was doing. He, didn't, he made some really dumb decisions. See, the issue with trusting in ourselves is that we are not that wise, we're not that smart, and we're not that competent on our own. And we prove that to ourselves over and over again. So it's important that we find someone to put that trust in, someone who is more wise, someone who is smarter, and someone who is more competent. See, to trust means we are putting our sense of security and our safety under the care of another more competent than ourselves. If I am going on a trip to, say, Hawaii, I'm going to have to fly. Now, if I go to the airport and I say, okay, I'd like to rent a plane, I don't actually know if you can just do that that easy, but if I ask to rent a plane and for some reason they give it to me without having to show some sort of pilot's license, I'll get on the runway, get in that plane, and I won't be able to take off. I have no idea how to fly. So I'm going to have to trust in someone else. I'm going to have to trust in someone more capable and more competent in flying a plane to get me to my destination. So I'm trusting in the pilot to get me to my location safely. Once I'm sitting in that seat on that plane, there is nothing that I can do. My life is fully in the hands of the pilot. When I'm trusting in the pilot, I'm not leaning on my own understanding of how to fly. I'm leaning on, I'm trusting in that pilot's ability to fly. Now this proverb tells us, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What Solomon, the author of this proverb, is saying is, on your own you will stumble. You'll be wandering around and like that battleship captain, think that you have all of the information. You might think that you are in the right direction, but the reality is you might be headed towards danger. 
The Hebrew word trust is related to the Arabic verb that means to throw oneself down on one's face, to lie down spread eagle in complete reliance. To put it another way, it's going to be to do a belly flop on God with all of our sin and all of our failure and all of our fears. It is falling on God and saying, I am staking everything on the promises that you have given to us. Trusting in God is saying, here, take everything. I give up everything to you because if what you have done for us in sending your son to die for our sins, if that is true, if that's true, then we are saved forever. It is something that is worth lunging at. It is worth our trust. A.W. Tozer said it this way. He said, pseudo-faith always arranges a way out to serve in case God fails it. Real faith knows only one way and gladly allows itself to be stripped of any second way or makeshift substitutes. For true faith, it is either God or total collapse. And not since Adam stood up on the earth has God failed a single man or woman who trusted him. The proverb says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That means with your entire being, with the innermost parts of you. I think that like when I haven't seen my four-year-old daughter Hadley in a couple days, just recently, last weekend, uh, my wife Sydney and I were able to go to Door County and my parents watched the kids, so we didn't see Hadley for a couple days. And when we got back, she ran to me and she jumped up into my arms, almost knocking me over because I didn't brace myself, but she almost knocked me over. She was just like, here, I want to hold you right now, right? Now, trust in the Lord with our whole heart is like that. It is jumping into God's arms and saying, okay, carry me, hold me close, take me to where you want to take me. So the question is, how do we do this? This is kind of a tricky thing. How do we do this? If the proverb says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, what are we supposed to lean on? We know we're not supposed to lean on ourselves, so what does this look like? We're supposed to lean on the word of God. We are supposed to lean on scripture. We have the ultimate example of someone who trusted completely in God, and we actually see how he did it. We see throughout Jesus' life, he trusted in God through knowing scripture. In all these instances that we see Jesus talk in the New Testament, he actually quoted from the Old Testament 10% of the time. Jesus was continually referencing Scripture and was able to go to Scripture when things got difficult. We see this specifically in Matthew 4. We see the account of Jesus being tempted. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he, Jesus, answered, it is written. For the scriptures say, this is what the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, when Jesus encountered the devil and the devil made these promises to him, Jesus was able to look at scripture and say to the devil, no, what you are saying is a lie. I trust in who God says he is, and I don't need what you are tempting me with because I know it's not true. Jesus shows us that one of the ways we can trust God is by knowing what the word of God says and leaning on that over our own wisdom and our own thoughts. Trusting in God means that we allow scripture to overrule our own thinking. If you trust in God, you will let the Bible challenge your most cherished thoughts and feelings. 
If you want to trust him in, in, with your whole heart, you will let him teach you. And going to scripture is how we do that. Does this mean that when we trust in God, life will always be easy? No, not at all. We see this even in Jesus' life. Right before Jesus was betrayed and killed, he actually asked God to provide another way because he knew that plan was going to be so incredibly difficult. Yet Jesus knew there was no other way. He knew that he had to die and he trusted in that plan. He trusted in not his own human understanding and he said, okay, even though this may be hard, God, your will be done. When we trust in God, when we lean on our own, when we do not lean on our own wisdom, but on the wisdom of the scriptures, it doesn't necessarily mean that we will have a successful life according to the world's standards. And that's okay. Because ultimately what makes our lives successful is if we faithfully follow God. For those going to college, you may get a poor grade on a test. You may get a poor grade on a paper and you may try to contest that with a professor and you may fail. You may have arguments with your friends and people that are difficult. Things may not go your way. When those things happen, remain faithful. When we trust in the Lord, when we remain faithful to what the Bible says, our living will have a rightness. It will give us a purpose even in the midst of difficulties. Now with that, we come to the second part of this passage. Verse 6, it says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So here we, we actually see two different clauses. And the first clause is, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, the, the verb acknowledge actually means to know. This knowledge of God is more than just acquainting yourself with God. See, many people acquaint themselves with God. They are acquainted to God. Many people say they love God, but their life will say otherwise. They like the idea of God, but they don't really live it out. The proverb says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, know him. This knowing God is an experiential knowing of God. It's knowing him through time and effort. Think about it like this. Who are the best friends in your life are those that know us deeply. They are the ones who have been with us through the good times and the bad times. They have seen us at our worst and they have seen us at our best. They are the friends who encourage us and they are the friends who say, hey, stop that, you're being dumb. And those friends don't just happen. It takes years and years of building that friendship. It takes effort. It takes time. Solomon is telling us that this life of trusting God isn't just a thing that we do and we lean on when we need that trust. It isn't something that we do when we need something. We, we, should, need, we, should, we should not treat God like he's some sort of genie who just grants us wishes whenever we go to him for help. This is a holistic lifestyle of trusting God. It is trusting him in the good moments and the rough moments. It is trusting him in all parts of our life. So the question again, how do we do this? Well, I think it starts by actually believing in who God is. Do we believe that God is a cruel dictator who likes to see his people suffer? Or do we believe that our God is a loving God who gave each of us a way to live with him even though we don't deserve it? Do we believe that God wants to keep us at a distance or do we believe that God desires to have a relationship with us so much so that he came and lived among us, setting aside his status in the heavens so that he can live among people? And that through living among people, he endured the things that we endure and yet remain perfect. 
Do we believe that God is distant? Or do we, we believe that that very God who came to this world and lived among us also sacrificed his own life so that we can live? See, if we believe that we serve a God who keeps us at an arm's distance, then why would we trust him? If God keeps us at a distance, he doesn't actually care. He doesn't want to build that relationship with us. But if we believe that Jesus came to this world, not for himself, but for us, he gave up everything so that we could have everything, if we believe that, then why wouldn't we put our trust in God's plan for our life? Because if we believe Jesus came down from heaven to be with us, that shows that God cares. He is willing to set everything aside for us. He wants a relationship with us, and he proved that. When life gets hard, when life is uncertain, we know we have a God who cares, a God who loves you, a God who is willing to do whatever it takes to save you. And we know that because he did. He already did that for us. No matter what you are going through, no matter what you will go through, know that there is still a God who loves you more than you can imagine. Cling to that. Trust in that in all that you do. When we cling to that God, when we trust in God, when we seek to know him in all things, what do we see is going to happen? When we trust him with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding, what do we see is going to happen? What we see in the last part of the passage, Solomon tells us, he says he will make straight your paths. See, when we lean on our own understanding, it is like if we are trying to ascend to a mountain and our goal is to get to that top. And we have to navigate a path and we have to go up the hills and down the hills and we encounter these tough obstacles in order to potentially make it to the top. If we are relying on our own wisdom, it'd be like climbing up that mountain and as we're struggling and, and we're very lost, a trail guide comes up to us and, and they offer to guide us, say, hey, do you need help? And we say, nah, you know what, I think I'm good. Uh, so, so we continue on and we get lost. We get lost in the woods, we fall down canyons, right? We get injured, we get hurt. And we never actually make it to the top. And but all along the way, we think that we know that we're doing a good job. But when we trust in the Lord, it would be like we are going up that same mountain with the goal of getting to the top. And as we may think that we are lost, we see a guide and, and they say, hey, do you need help? And you say, yes, yes, I need help. I am lost. I just want to get to the top of this mountain. So the guide goes, awesome. I know a better way. And you go around the corner and there's actually a cable car that goes directly to the top. And you're like, yeah. That works, right? I'll do that. You see, when we trust in God with everything, he clears a path of any of those challenges, those struggles and sins that entangles us. And he says, follow me. I will lead you. I will carry you to the top. When we trust in the Lord, we find our support in him and we find ourselves striving in every aspect of our life to know him more because of what he did for us. The Lord guarantees that the path before you will be clearer and smoother than otherwise it would have been when we put our trust in him. Now bringing all of this to a close, I want to give you five quick ways to trust God and lean not in your own understanding. The first one is to give your worries to God. We serve a God who cares about us. No matter how trivial that you may think it is, whether it's a broken relationship, bad grades, a job interview, an injury, or just a random moment of anxiousness, go to him. Share those worries with him. Allow him to speak to you and guide you through those things. 
The second way that we can grow in our trusting of the Lord is to connect with God regularly. The only way to know him more is to spend time with him. Spend time in the Bible. Read Jesus' words. Read about how God has been faithful to his people. Spend time in intentional prayer, not only when you need something, but also when life is, you know, going all right. Spend time journaling. Spend time listening to worship music. Spend intentional, regular time with God. The third way that we can build our trust with God is to follow God's wisdom. Allow the Bible to transform you. Allow Scripture to mold you. Spend time in the Word of God to be well prepared for the things that may come your way. Jesus is the one who trusted in God. He quoted Scripture so often. Trust Jesus who immersed himself in Scripture to save you, so you immerse yourself in the Word to honor him. The fourth is to live in community. Being around other brothers and sisters in Christ is vital to growing in your faith and trusting in the Lord. Spend time with others who are followers of Jesus and allow them to speak truth into your life, speak truth into their life, and continue growing together. The final way to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding is to wait. God's timing is perfect. Sometimes you may feel like God is not moving fast enough. You may feel like you can do something better or quicker. But instead of acting on that, wait. Be patient. Allow God to work in his own timing. Allow him to be the one to direct your path. So with that, be faithful. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are a God who desires to be close to us. Help us to lean not on our own understanding, but on the never-failing wisdom that you have. Help us to cling to your word as we go about our lives. There's so many things in this world that try to take our attention away from you, but Lord, help us to continually draw, draw near to you. Help us to continually work on trusting in your ways more and more. Father, thank you that you sent your son for us. Thank you that you are not a distant God who doesn't care about us. Help us have comfort in knowing that you love us more than we can ever imagine. Now, as we go into this last song, help us to focus on the truth that you saved us when we were lost. You gave us a way to be saved and reconciled back to you. Thank you for that. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.